Oh. Had you known X, had it been the case that you knew uh, a scenario X, Y, or Z, then would you have still maintained your neder? And here's an example of what does not work. What was the type of Pesach that Rabban Gamliel used? Rabban Gamliel used to an older gentleman. There's a person who can express himself, which is like the sharpness of a blade. So what does this Pasuk mean? Anyone who actually says an expression, namely anyone who's upon themselves, it really is appropriate that they should be stabbed with a knife. But the Chachamim have a way of getting out of it. So it says the Gemara that if, that if someone were to say to you, had you known that the Chachamim said you were deserving of being stabbed by a knife, would you have made your neder? And the Gemara says, that's not even Shaykh. No one would ever agree to that. That's a Pasha, that's the case. So that can't count as a way to get out of the, uh, as a way to get out of a neder. And the Gemara continues, third of the way down on Chav Beis and Here's another thing that does not work, Titania. Rabbi Nassan Omer, Hanodir Ki'ilu Banabama. We know that over the course of Jewish history, that there were, uh, in the in the absence of a Beis HaMikdash, there were rare times when a Bama, which is a Mizbech that is outside of the Beis HaMikdash, was permitted to use. But by and large, the far majority of the time, a Bama was not allowed to be used. So the Brisa says, in the name of Reb Nassan, a person who, who makes a nether, it's as though they built a Bama. And if a person fulfills the nether that they made, then it's Ki'ilu Korban. So it says the Gemara, in regards to the Reisha, you can use that as a Pesach, namely, had you known that it's Ki'ilu, you built a Bama, would you have made your nether? So because both options are viable for that person, no one would say, I would be okay being stabbed. But somebody might say, yeah, I might have built a Bama, maybe. Then that then that's Paschina, that we can use as a way to get out of a nether. However, Beseifa, what about the last part, which is, um, uh, which is, uh, sorry, not that one, that Mekayim Okilu Makribalav Korban, says the Gemara, that's a machlokas. Abai Omar Paschinan. Abai says that it's as if you were, were to have made a, brought a Korban on a bum. Abai says that counts as a Pesach, that counts as a way to get out of a nether. And Rava Omar Lo Paschinan, and Rava says no. No one would ever be Makribalav of a Korban. What? With the letter Kaf, Kirushalayim? Which Machlokas are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. So th this is version one of the Brisa that everyone seems to agree within version one of the Brisa that uh, whether or not you'd build a Bama, whether or not your nether is equivalent to building a Bama, that you can use as a Pesach. The Dayan can say, had you known that it would be equivalent to building a Bama, would you have still made the nether? So because both options are possible, we're really playing a psychology game here is what are people's limits? You know, no one would want to get stabbed. So therefore that doesn't work as a Pesach. There's no such thing as saying, yes, I would have still made the nether if you would have stabbed me. Nobody does that. But Obama, there are some people who are rebels and they wouldn't mind breaking a couple of rules. Today I did a, I'm going to call it a circumcision. I drove to Blue Valley, Illinois, 112 acre property in the middle of absolute nowhere. The great grandfather of this baby is a Yid. He is 95 years old, unbelievably sharp, completely put together, perfect posture, everything wonderful. Son, his grandson, who's the father of the baby, learned in yeshivas. 
and the, the, the mother of the baby is not Jewish. The father came over, the grandfather, the great-grandfather of the baby came over to me and said right before the bris, I just want to tell you that I'm very upset that you're not making brachos on this bris. He knows. Wow. He knows. So I said to him, I totally understand where you're coming from. And uh, I hope that you as well can also appreciate where I'm coming from. Because I know that he knew a little bit. I was just... And he like kind of softened. He's like, I do. Okay, let's go get the baby and let's have a. So like you got the, there are like some scenarios where like would I would I have done the bris but I have not done the bris. So like what you need both things to be an option. So this guy is totally. Uh, he was upset at me. This wasn't even a suffix gerus. No gerus. No gerus. Just vadai not Jewish. So it was very uh, very these like poignant uh, stories. Anyways, we'll discuss more about that later. They had the nice blue bottle, blue and white bottle of tequila. We had a nice lechaim afterwards. All was well. So then the Gemara flips this story and says, wait one second. Rav Kahana, Masi Lishna. Rav Kahana Taka did learn our Mishnah, our Brisa, the way that we just presented it. But Rav Tivyumi Masni Hachi. He said, no, you've misunderstood the first line about the Bama, being that a Nedr is equivalent to a Bama, and that Hamakaimo, it says, if you brought a Bama, a, a Korban on that Bama. And he says, everyone agrees in regards to the Seifa, that Lo Paschina, that no one would have ever brought the animal as an actual korban that's not two options and therefore that doesn't count as a pesach but beresha in regards to whether or not it would be considered a bama in the first place that neder that's a machlokas amorema by omar paschinan rav omar lo paschinan the two of them have a machlokas v'hilchasa the halacha is lo paschinan these types of uh, scenarios don't count as a valid pesach they don't count at all lo beresha Velo Besefa, both in the Resha and in the Seifa. That's a very unique way to learn our Gemara, because according to both versions of the Gemara, there was a Vadai, the Resha was for sure Paschinan, and in the second presentation, the Seifa was for sure Paschinan, the Gemara Paschins, the Chumran, all of them. And says the Gemara as well, our third sample of the day, halfway down on Chafbez Medalaf, and as well, Velo Paschinan, Bahanami de Shmuel. We have another case of Shmuel where we also cannot use a particular Example as a Pesach, what is that? Amar Shmuel. A person who makes a neder, if in fact he's Mikhaim the neder, he's considered a Russia. So that's like the Dayan saying to the person, Had you known that the Chachamim would have called you a Russia, would you still have made your neder? No one would say that. I'm not sure that's true nowadays. I'm not sure. <laughs> but the Gemara seems to say that there was an assumption no one would self declare themselves a Russia. And therefore, it's not considered a valid Pesach. When you're getting a Pesach to undo a neder, it needs to have two valid options, two viable options, I should say. And this is not one of them. Amar Rebbe Abo, two-thirds of the way down, Micra. How do we know that making a neder like this has the language of Russia attached to it? Says the Gemara, one Pasuk says, The words Sechdal and Lindor are in the same Pasuk. And the next Pasuk also has a similar uh, language as well. The first one, as we just saw, Ksivha, so there we see that Rasha and Chadal are connected to one another. So with Chadal is the common denominator between the Tupsukim, if A is equal to B and B is equal to C, then A is equal to C. So that's what the Gemara is doing over here. If Chadal is connected to Neder, and if Chadal is connected to Rasha, then Neder is also only made by a Rasha. So that doesn't work either. 
We know there's a difference between Rishayim and Sadiqim because we saw this Gemara already. If a, per- if a person tries to do Hatfasa, as we learned many blot ago, I want to try and say that this piece of corn beef that I over here is like that Russia's neder, that 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 tzaddik's neder, the kasher sherem don't make nedarim, so that doesn't work. And kinidre rishayim, if you wanted to compare it to a rasha, they taka do make nedarim. So therefore, raya brura, another abenazir of korban we see that rishayim do make nedarim. Time for some agadata. The Gemara says, Amar Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni Amar Rav Yochanan or Rav Yonasan, according to some, Kol Akoes Kol Mine Gehenim Sholtenbo, people who get angry. All types of Gehenim, they uh, take control over this person. Shene'emar, as the Pasuk says, We know that Ra is a representation of Gehenim. Okay, so it's not good to be angry. According to the Rambam, this is one Midah that no one has any right to really have. All of the other Midos can be found in balance. The famous Rambam, Shvil Azov, trying to find that the golden path, understood it's difficult. So sometimes we take a Midah and we overshoot in order to cut, to get back to the middle, not with the not with Kas. Even in parenting, the, the Svarim speak about this, that when a person has to show Kas to their kids, it has to be in your lips, but not in your heart. It has to be outside, external. We cannot risk that our children would have any uh, weakened bonding from us in regards to discipline. So when we punish our children, it has to be done within the framework and not to sever the framework. And the Gemara adds on the first of the very long lines, people who are balekas, they will be plagued with hemorrhoids. Who knew? And that's what the Pasuk reads. And how do we understand the Pasuk? That draws out your eyes. And plagues your soul. So people who are Baalekas, that is some of the things that they suffer with. And five lines from the bottom, the Gemara tells us the story. Ula was traveling up to Eretz Yisrael. Islavu lay trained Bnei Chozai Bahadeh. Two people from the city of Choza of, uh, of that city, they were traveling with him. And they got into a big fight, fist fight. One guy was so angry and he killed the person he was traveling with. Nakishmak. Amar Leila the murderer, turns to Ula standing over the dead body with this guy has a big cut in his throat. And he says, um, Hey, yo, Sabdi, did I do a good job? <laughs> So Ula says, Omar Le, oh, in, you did a wonderful job. And in fact, you should open the neck wound even a little bit more. Very odd, Gamar. Yeah. It's not normal. The Gemara says, when Ula finally made it up to Eretz Yisrael, he went to Rav Yochanan. And this harrowing story had taken place. And he asks a shayla to Rav Yochanan, Have I played a role in being uh, over Avera and in, in inducing, or we were helping someone do an Avera? I mean, the guy has to know on the one hand that I don't support murder, but my response to him to protect my own life, I don't want him to kill me. You don't tell a murderer that he did a bad job on his murder. It's just a bad protocol. It's bad juju. So what is he going to do over here? So Amar Le, Rabbi Yochanan says back to him, you did exactly what you should have done. You saved your own life. Such a strange Gemara. But Rabbi Yochanan had a problem with this Gemara. 
Why? Where did Rabbi Yochanan live? Eretz Yisrael. Where was Ula coming from? From Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. He says, Katama Rabbi Yochanan Michti. I don't understand the pasuk. The pasuk says, When Asan Hashem Lechalev Rogez, when people have Rogez, when people have Kas, what is this pasuk talking about? Only Bavel Ksiv. Only people who live over there have this level of Kas. But the, I live in Eretz Yisrael. So how could Ula's story have taken place in Eretz Yisrael? And the Gemara responds, You have your chronology wrong. It's true that he asked you your Shaila in Eretz Yisrael, but Amar Lei, Shaita Lo Avrinan Yardana. I have yet to cross, I had yet, says Ula, to cross over the Jordan River, which is fascinating on a historical front and on a line of demarcation front. Is Eretz Yisrael only starting at the Yardane? Is it the River Jordan? Is that what we're talking about? about it has to be. What? How do we determine the land of Eretz Yisrael? Uh, this was post-Chorban, barely, but it was post-Chorban. Just fascinating sugya, because when we talk about historical Eretz Yisrael, we talk about it including to the other side of the Jordan. Yeah. So I, I'm not a historian. I'm just asking a question. I don't know the answer to it. Says the Gemara, top of Chav Beis, Amad Beis. We're going to go to the Mishnah on the bottom of Chav Kimel Amad Aleph. That'll be our blot and a half for tonight, blot and a half tomorrow night. And then 7.15 in the morning, uh, we'll have a shear. I think I wrote 7 in the WhatsApp, but it's not. It's 7.15 on the WhatsApp that you did. So. Oh, okay, good. Thank God. Your passive aggressive note has been noted. You can you can stop now. We've learned 1,050 blot together. You can get over it, Michael. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabba if a person is showing kas, they're really pushing out a Kodesh Baruch Hu. We know in other places in Shas, not here, but in other places it's Shas, in Shas, when a person's a Balgaiva, for example, a Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Ani So here we have a same idea, but with a different language, that when a person is angry, even the Shechina itself doesn't matter. When there's an evil person at the peak of his anger, she will not be sought out. There's no God in any of his places. In other words, he's not, uh, he's too angry, he can't function. There's no room for HaKadosh Baruch in his life. And four lines down, he says, uh, He'll forget his learning and he'll add foolishness. Good, so we should try not to be angry. A lot of uh, bad reasons to be angry. And the Gemara is, what? <laughs> yeah, um, it's only the first time I'm hearing this in the last four seconds, you know? Of Nachman Bar Yitzchak Omar. There's nothing passive about his aggression. I don't know why I called it passive. It's just aggression. Says the Gemara. We have to set up your notifications on your podcasts. That way it'll just pop up. That's how I need to do it. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Rav Nachman Omar. This is a fascinating idea. It seems from the Gemara over here that a person only gets angry if they have more avonos than they have zechuyos. That's fascinating. Is that a hashkafic thing? Is that a practical thing? Uh, requires a little bit of an Omer Dorshani to figure out exactly what's going on. But the Gemara does quote it from a Pasuk, he has, he has a lot of sins. So is that true that a person who has fewer Averas won't get angry? That's implied from the Gemara, or maybe less likely to get angry. It requires a little bit of, uh, we have to kind of chisel things out to understand exactly what's going on. This Gemara that we're about to learn is Haflavafela. It's a crazy Gemara um, because we give so much credence to every Pasuk, not only in the Torah, but also in Nevi'im and Ksuvim. Listen to this Gemara, quarter of the way down. 
Amar of Ada Berebi Chanina. Ilmale Lochato Yisrael, had it been that the Jews, uh, in light of the fact that the Jews sinned, or had it been that they didn't sin, excuse me, had the Jews been righteous, had they not done any Averas, they would have had the five books of Moses and the book of Yoshua, and that's it. Why the book of Yoshua? What's so unique about it? It's the value of, it's the borders of Eretz Yisrael. That's what the Mefarish says, four lines down. So that everybody, there's like lines of demarcation. We've all seen these maps of Ruvain and Zvulun and Yisachar, fine. And then says the Gemara, my taima, and this Gemara requires a, a commentary. Why then is it that we got all of the rest of Nevi'im and Ksuvim? We didn't just stop at Yoshua because we did Averis. Why did we need the rest? Why is it that we have to teach you so much? Why do we need so much of, of Nach? Because you need to be taught wisdom because you're rebelling. In other words, had we been righteous, the 24 books of the canon that we know of would have been six. The last 18 extra books in Tanakh were only meant as Moser for us because we are not doing our part. It's an unbelievable Gemara. There's a Gemara Mamish. Is it, is it Metzias? Is it homiletical? Again, requires some, some darshaning, requires some understanding. But this Gemara on its face is that we, we would have had far less of Nach than we have. Uh, if not for the fact that there were scathing nevuas in them to correct our ways. What? Yeah, it's... Uh, it would have been meaningless if not for Lord Saul. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a... a, a to, me, I mean? to me, to me, like... But, I, like you're going to take I'm just saying what uh, you see the same Gemara I see. That's what it seems. And that's why it's Omer Dorsheni a little bit. Is it, is it not talking about Ksuba? Maybe it's only talking about Nubim. I don't know. I don't know. But the Gemara does seem to say over here that um, that the reason why we have the far majority of the books that we have in Nach is because we, we need to work on ourselves. Back to the world of Shavuos and Nadarm. If a person takes a shvua with the language of Eloke Yisrael, they say in the name of Eloke Yisrael, I hereby commit to X, Y, or Z. We don't, we don't even try to help those people. Nothing. They're done for. Chutz, there, are, there is one exception. Let's say that a man makes a neder about his wife that uh, she stole from him or that she hid his kids. And then we found out afterwards that we found out afterwards that she was actually innocent. In those cases, we do help her, but or, or him in this case. But if a person were to make a shvua in the name of Eloke, Yisrael, that language of Shua is not to be undone. The Gemara says a couple of stories. There was a person who came before Ravasi with a Shua that needed to be taken care of. Actually, it's a nether, according to this Gemara. What language did you make your commitment in? And the Gemara says, So he pushes back and says, come on, you got to be careful. You got to be careful with what you're doing. Had you used the language of Mohi, which we learned earlier in the Masechta, exactly as a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, which is a regular kinui, that I can undo for you. I can help you. I can support you. But now that you didn't use the language of a simple kinui, but rather, Yisrael, same din expressed in this in this story. And we see over here that when a person uses an express language of a shvua, it's much more difficult to undo that than it is to undo a regular neder. 
Rav Kahana ikla lebe Rav Yosef. Rav Kahana went to go ask a shaila to Rav Yosef to, to be matir neder. Omar, well, we'll see what the story is before I foreshadow a little too much. Omar le, litom mar midi. You need to eat something. Omar le, lo, I will not. And he says the language of mare kula lo teimnalach. For the master of all, I will not taste anything. That's what Rav Kahana said. So Amar Lei, Rav Yosef, seemingly retorts back the same line, a little hard to understand, so the Gemara is going to ask about it. He says, Lo, marekula lo imas le. You will not be able to eat. That's correct. I agree with you. So Rav Kahana, I understand why Rav Kahana said what he said. To Amar Lo, marekula, I'm not going to eat in the name of the master of the world. Elad Rav Yosef, Amai Amar Lo, marekula, why did he repeat that comment? Are you saying, are you also taking an edder that Rav Yosef, that Rav Kahana shouldn't eat? What were you doing? So says the Gemara, 10 lines or so, 12 lines from the bottom. Really, this is what Rav Kahana was saying back to him. When you said, quote, because you use the language of Shvua, you therefore taka cannot eat. He wasn't repeating the Shvua. He was paskening for him. You just made a Shvua as a nether, you're taka right. You're not going to be able to eat in my house. But he wasn't repeating it. Yeah. Correct, but this is a, uh, it's an equivalent version of being Makabal Shua. Okay, Israel is not the only way to be Makabal Shua. There's different. Uh... No, why is that true? It's the same, is it, that's what happened over here. When the person used the language of lo, marekula, Rav Kahana said, you're done. It, that means the Gemara is assuming the language of Elokei Israel and Lo, Marikula, are equivalent. That, they're equivalent, yeah. It's not Kinui verses, they're just, they're just equals. Elokei Israel is not like the only form of, of bringing oneself to the level of Shua. Marikula also works. And it might be because it's, in a way, a translation of Elokei Israel. You're the God of Israel and Mari Dekula. You're the master of all. I don't know exactly what the lambda says. We need to be him to, to put some color into the picture, but that's what it seems that they're, that they're equivalent. Correct, correct. But Mari Devram, Mari Devram is an expression of shock and dismay. It's not... Yeah, I mean, context is going to be very, very important. The whole concept of being poseach a neder, of undoing a neder, is, you know, had you known X, and, and if your kavana was never that, then the thing isn't kal in the first place. We saw that already. We saw that in yesterday's Gemara, two days ago, where the guy said, I will not sell for, to you for less than four dinars. He says, I will not buy from you, whatever the, and they said, you can, the Mishnah said, you could, you could sell at three. Everybody was just uh, hyperbolic. They were just getting fired up, and it was, it was a zero. Your kavana, it makes a huge, it could be the maridavram, it could be right. Could be, could be, could be that any like it could be anything that is representative of of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Could be, as long as the context is correct. But the the usage of Mari Davram is not followed by I hereby forbid myself from eating dates. That means he's saying Mari Davram, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how to learn. It's totally different, right? So the context is going to be huge. The Gemara continues with a couple with one line of psak, and then we'll move back into another uh, story. Amar Rava, Amar Rav Nachman Hilchasa, Hoschen Becharata. And totally backtracks. First of all, poschen becharata. Poschen becharata means you're allowed to go over to someone and say who made a nether. You can say to them, um, had it been that you had known X, would you have given your nether? 
And if they say, I, I have charat, I would not have done it, then we allow them to get out. And the second din that Rova says is that Viniz Kakin, we do tend to someone who says, Lelo Israel, we do try to help them get out of their nether. And that's a bit shocking as it relates to the shock of Atariya, because the Gemara gave us no hint that that was something. Well, yeah. right. So the Gemara, Rava needs to be understood here because Rava is like jumping off the page a little bit. Historically speaking, Rava is the next generation because the next person quoted was Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef was third generation. Rav Kahana was second generation. Rav Asi was first generation. So this story is evolving in history. And according to many Rishonim, this is a, what we would call an Amoraic sugya, where the sugya is layered by historical generations. And Rava, who is the, uh, the latest of them all, can paskin on the previous generation. That's fine. He's allowed to do that. But we still need to figure, we're not going to, but we, we would really need to spend time and figure out how Rava got to his conclusion if the previous generations never gave an out. All we know is the language of Eloke Israel is like a shvua, and you haven't given me any other information. Yet Rava seems to say, it's very and difficult, Kumar. Difficult requires, not difficult in concept. Just, uh, we need to do a little bit more digging to understand. <laughs> says the Gemara, Rava was praising uh, Rav Schora in front of Rav Nachman, the Adam Gadol, that he was a great person. So Amar Lo, when he comes to you, bring him to me. I'd love to talk and learning with him. So Nidra Lemishra, this guy Rav Schora had a Nedra that needed to be Lemishra, that needed to be uh, permitted, that needed to be released. Also, Rav Nachman. So Amar Le, Rav Nachman is trying to help Rav Schora. What does he say? He tries to give him a Pesach. Uh, would you have done it if you knew X? And he says, in, I still would have made the nether under those circumstances. Uh, he keeps trying. He's like trying a bunch of avenues to try and get him out of the nether. Uh, so he says, in, I still would have made the nether. So he says, and they went through this many times. The language here is not smooth. It just says multiple times. But it's not the way the Gemara normally talks. It would have been like, you know, again, I don't know the language, but... And he did this many times. Something along those lines. We don't see that. The language here is. And then Iqbid Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman's like, I'm trying to work with you here. All you need to do is show a little bit of charata and your nether is going to be gone. Amar lei, Rav Nachman kicked him out. Go out to the porch. We're done talking. Rav Schora went out and then he realized that this was the solution to his problem. The second Rav Nachman threw him out, now he could get out of his nether. How? Says the Gemara, because he quoted, Rebbe Omer, What is considered the right way for a person to navigate the world? It should be, You should be nice to people. And now that I angered Rav Nachman, had I known that through my neder, I was going to end up angering Rav Nachman, I died to the lo nadre. I never would have made a neder had it been that I angered Rav Nachman, and that, then he pulled that one thread and the whole neder came undone. It's incredible. The nadarim are so easy to get into and in a way easy to get out of, as long as there's real charata, if there's seemingly from the Gemara, any circumstance that comes about that makes you have charata, then vishara l'nafsheh, forget about bezdin, vishara l'nafsheh. Seemingly, you could even do it on your own if this far is good enough. Okay, I'm not, no, we're not paskating Shilas here. It just seems that way from the Gemara. Okay. Reb Shimon Berebi. He was annoyed. Yeah, Rav Nachman's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out, get out of here. Yeah. 
Yeah, correct. He's like, come on, I'm trying to help you. Like, work with me here, you know. At the same time, Rav Skoda wasn't willing to lie. Like, obviously not. I don't think Rav Nachman meant he should lie. What? Oh, could be. Could be. Uh, could be. Very good. I wonder if somebody says that. That's great. Uh, wow. Uh, could be that's what the Ron is saying, but I would need to spend more time on it. Take a look at it later. I don't know. Brilliant idea. The Gemara tells another story. He had a neder that he needed to get undone. He went in front of the Bezdin. They said to him, they tried. They tried Avenue 1. Does this work for you? Amar in, he says, I still would have made the nether under those circumstances. That avenue didn't work. How about a daita dahachi? And he said, in, what about avenue A, B, and C? He said, I, he said I, I, I would have still made the nether. So Kamazim, then they did this multiple times as we turn to the top of Chav Gimel Amid Aleph. The rabbis were struggling. They went from the sun to the shade, and they went from the shade to the sun. This is a, a little bit of a metaphor that they spent a very long time talking about it. Skipping the parentheses, Omar lay bitness bereda abashal ben bitness. This person bitness. So he said, Mina darta daita de mitzare rabbana mitula lashemsha mashemsha latula. Had you known that you were going to be so annoying that the Bezdin had to spend a whole day's work going back and forth trying to come up with kulas for you, would you have ever accepted that nether upon yourself? So Omar lo, he said, I never would have done that. Bishar yuha. And then they undid his nether. Again, easy to get a nether in, easy to get a nether out. That's what we're seeing from the structure of the Gemara, from the flow of the Gemara. Rabbi Shmuel bar Rabbi Yossi, Mishra, he had a nether that he wanted to undo. And he went to Bezdin. They said to him, How about Avenue this way? Can we try and get you out? I still would have made the nether. He said, what about that way? No, I still would have made the nether. And they had went back and forth. There was this guy who, who owned the local laundromat, this guy, clean clothes for a living. And uh, the Rabbanon, and he was annoying the rabbis, not the not the launderer, but the guy who had taken the neder was annoying the rabbis. He smacked him with one of the tools that are typically used by someone who does laundry. I guess in our parlance, it would be an iron. I'm not exactly sure what the uh, what the tool would be. A washboard, maybe, for back in the day. What? Uchla? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a bucket. Yeah, it sounds like a bucket of some kind. It's the clee. It's a laundry basket. That's what it seems like. What's sprinkler? Does a footnote talk about that? Not really. But Iran and Travis Cook talked to Kimmel. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could be. All right. So the Gemara says he threw some kind of tool at him because he was being so annoying. So the Gemara says, Amar, Adaita Damachili Katra no Nidri. I never thought that I would take it so far that someone would be throwing their their throwing a hammer at me, throwing whatever at me. I never would have thought, but Again, easy to get in, easy to get out. Okay. 
And the Gemara says, Omar lay Rav Achami Difti the Ravina. He says, this does not work. This last example doesn't work. I understand all the other ones. I got it. But here, hi, no Ladhu. This case where I found myself a Pesach by recognizing that the fact that this laundry guy, he threw something at me and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I was being so annoying. But what triggered that was the throwing of the item. And that's no Lud. That's something that's new to the world. You never could have anticipated that that would have happened. In the previous cases, I know when I go to Besdin, Besdin's going to try and get me out of it. I understand. But someone's throw, throwing stuff at me, I never would have thought and he got himself out of it. But here it should be no luck. And uh, because why? He never could have thought, Meirosh, that uh, someone would have thrown something at him. The Tanina, and we have learned elsewhere, which is really later on in another 30, 40 blood, ain't poschen lo no Let's say that a person uh, is walking down the street and they stub their toe. They're like, had I known that HaKadosh Baruch that doesn't work. Because that that is that is considered to be no lud. So the Gemara responds, Amar lay, and this is a very strange response. Hi, love, no lud. That's not considered no lud. Why? There are people who throw things at rabbis all the time. Apikure is apikure. They're people who are who are rebels, and they're the ones who are mitzare rabbanon. They do things that are difficult all the time. Let's go back to the beginning of this story. Who was the person with the neder? Rabbi Shmuel bar Rabbi Yossi. He was a chashvayid. It's not stam, and he was a rub. So because people throw things at rabbis all the time, so therefore he had it in his mind. That's the Gemara's response. It's not considered nolad because it's a relatively normal occurrence. Do you know how normal of an occurrence it has to be for that to be included in this case? <laughs> Where, let, let's just talk statistics. Like the postgame speak about minorities that are commonplace and minorities that are not common. Minorities that are not commonplace, we make no cheshbonos about. It's, is it dangerous to cross the street? It should be us or to go. It should be us or to go skydiving because uh, 0.001% of people uh, get hurt. That's Mitch Anamatsui. When I was in uh, when I was in YU back in the day, I was sitting at Reversal Schechter's table uh, for I had one meal at his house ever, and he and his wife sat at opposite ends of the table. And uh, that week, Nebuch, somebody who was was I think killed by in a skiing accident. So the boys like to hock the Rebbe, and they said to Rav Schechter, "Is it mutter to ski? Because obviously someone got hurt." So Reversal Shechler in his inimitable way goes, it's probably mutter to ski. I don't see why it would be a problem. And his Rabbitson piped up, Herschel, <laughs> did you hear what happened this week? <laughs> so he said, he said, if they would have asked you the Shaila, you could have answered the Shaila. But they asked me the Shaila, and I think it's mutter to ski. <laughs> but all of these are like the halachos of miya tamatu, miya she'ena matu. So the, huh? A sprinkler, yeah. She threw the sprinkler. She, uh, She's a fireball. Like she's a powerhouse. It's great. Anyways, the point is that in these cases, when postgame have to answer these shilas, they have to look at the basics of statistics. And the postgame have given a number to miutamatsui, a minority that is likely. And that's when we really start getting concerned. This comes up in uh, bugs in food shilas. Do you have to check every sunflower seed? Well, if the bugs that are found are miyuche eno matsui, so then you don't have to obligate yourself to check every sunflower seed. I love sunflower seeds. If you had to check every one, you wouldn't eat them. It's yeah. thoroughly annoying. So that that relies on the principles of miyutamatsui. If our Gemara was miyutamatsui of people who throw things at rabbis, you're looking, the post can say seven, eight, nine, ten percent. And these are staggering numbers, staggering numbers. I don't know if that's what the Gemara is saying. Just a wild outlet of an answer to say, oh yeah, people throw things at rabbis all the time. Okay. 
Uh, we are two lines halfway down. We're two lines before the Y lines of the Gemara. Another ten lines to go. The wife of Abaye. She, remember we learned about her? She was the woman in Bezdin who was uh, saying the size of something and, and her sleeve rolled up and then Rava went home and he was by Tashmish from his wife. And the Gemara said, his wife's like, what happened in Bezdin? And she chased Abaye's wife out of the city with a padlock. That's what the Gemara says. We learned this. This is it, because the Gemara is saying that this woman came in with a daughter from a previous marriage. That's what the Gemara says right here. The wife of Abaye had joined her marriage with a daughter from a previous marriage. <coughs> Abaye said, Who Amar Likrivai? I want your daughter to marry someone on my side of the family. He Amra Likriva. And she said, No, I want your daughter. She says, I want my daughter to marry someone on my side of the family. The Gemara says, Omar says, I'm going to place an Isra of Hana on you. If you violate what I said, if you marry your daughter to someone on use on your side, I hereby forbid you and me from having any Hana from one another. And apparently she wasn't uh Edelmadel, so she did what she wanted to do. Thank you very much for your opinion. I really appreciate it. But I'm going to go marry off my daughter to someone on my side of the family. So now they had a Shiloh. Forget about it. You don't need to get. But uh, the question is, is, is there anything binding in that neder? Was it a neder? Does it work? So they went in front of Rav Yosef. Omar lay. Had you known, Abaye, that your wife would have gone against your wishes, and that she would have married off her daughter to someone in her own family, would you have ever made the nedra that you made? This is a Pesach. We're giving, we're giving an opportunity for Harata. And Abaye says, Amar lo. He says, I never would have said that. I, never, I didn't think she'd actually go through with it, but I never would have made it in such a strong language. So therefore, Vishayir of Yosef asks the Gemara, what? Isha, the so, <laughs> Does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it doesn't matter. She do him. She wasn't going out to find a, a guy at the bar. So you, the Gemara doesn't even engage that. Yeah, the Gemara says that the charata was that Abaye kind of like overspoke. Had you known that she would have actually not listened to you, would you have ever made that nether? You use it because you thought you were going to win. You know, you said something ridiculous. I hereby would I. So that the Gemara doesn't even even ask that question right. because she would never marry on her own. The daughter was involved with alone and power to contact another person. Afal Pikin, we right. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not, I don't understand why her age matters. Why would her age matter? Who cares? It's not her daughter. It's not his daughter. This was his wife's daughter from a previous marriage. It's not his daughter. So he he made a condition that he had no control over, really. I mean, it wasn't his kid. Correct. 
Well, that it wasn't up to her anyway, but that's her daughter. No, that would have found that a loophole to. It does sound like a loophole. It does sound like a loophole. But how it, what, what, maybe, but then it's not a question of a Pesach at that point. Now you're talking about there was no chalos of the nether. It's a different sugya now. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're inferring correctly, then your intention to marry this person, this this adult daughter to her side, of, just your intention alone makes the nether chal. Correct. Right. Correct. But she arranged it that her daughter. That's a chiddush. Not, not, but it's still the daughter's choice. Mm-hmm. That's a chiddush. Asks the Gemara on this: Umi Is it true that this would be con- considered a way to undo a neder? Says the Gemara in yes, it is. V'hatanya, as the Brisa writes, this v'hatanya is benichusa. This v'hatanya is on our side. It's not the heya she'ela. Why Shas didn't come up with another way to say, I have a proof for you? I don't know. Where's Rashi when you need him? A man says to his wife, you are hereby not allowed to do Aliyah the Regal. She says, she says, I'm going. So she's like, well, thanks, but uh, I got the car and I'm driving and I'm going to do Aliyah the Regal. And she does Aliyah the Regal. But he made a neder on her. So says the Gemara, Uba lifne Rebiosi. Omar lo, the ilu haisa yodea shoveris al daitech vola le regal, klumhadarta. If you would have known that she really wouldn't have listened to you, would you have made a neder? Says the Gemara, Omar lo, lo, I would not have. He too, Rebiosi. Rebiosi says that that's not considered by. Did they both have been swapped? I don't know. Yeah, I see it. My nafkamina. But we have the case of you can force your spouse. Oh, this is not moving to Israel. This is the mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel. It's its own, in a vacuum, it's its own entity. It's not about Aliyah. It's Aliyah Laregel Mamsh. All right, we'll stop here tomorrow night, another blot and a half. We're starting at the bottom tomorrow night of Chav Bez and Chav Gimel Aleph. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Excellent. I mean, I'm glad I did laundry, but.